Welcome to the Stronger, Leaner, Lighter show for this day, 20th of April. Today I'm talking how to lose visceral belly fat and this show is exclusively for women. So I can't wait to share with you some of the things I've discovered in the last little while and how you can fix it. Do you know, this has been a real bone of contention for many people, <laughs> including Facebook, um, because you've got to be very careful what you say about this. Somehow, somehow if you're talking about visceral belly fat, it um, upsets uh, Facebook's algorithm or goes against community standards. But I want to talk about this today because as we age, this is something that we really have issues with. And um, especially if you've been after Easter and you've enjoyed hot cross buns and chocolates and a few glasses of wine more than you would normally do. This show is just perfect for that. And today I'm going to be sharing with why this happens. I've got some slides to show you exactly what visceral belly fat is. Uh, and then we're going to go through it. I'm going to share with you how to get through it and something very special we've got coming up next week. So as you pop on, just say hi. Let me know if you can hear me, send me a heart or a like. Let me know if this is something that you struggle with. You know, it's that it's that fat that sits right sort of underneath the the belly button that can be really difficult to shift. Uh, and I'm going to share with you today why that is. And in particular, I'm going to share why dieting, restrictive eating, and intensive exercise won't shift this, uh, and why it's so important that it does. All right. So, what is it? What is visceral belly fat and why does it make such a difference? Let me just get up. I've got a slide that I've created to show you exactly what it is and why. Oh, where did I go? There we go. This is the types of, of fat that, that happen around the belly area. So first of all, we talk about visceral belly fat. That's this one here. That's the one that sits sort of in front of um, the abdominal muscles. Uh, the, the subcutaneous fat, sorry, subcutaneous So that? Subcutaneous can be a stubborn fat. Estrogen increases this type of fat. Uh, it may play a protective role. Now, um, not all fat's bad for you, and I don't think we should be aiming at our age to be having a, a flat stomach. Um, I, I mean, it's lovely that you do, and, and you know, I work hard um, to ensure that my abdominal muscles are strong, but having a flat stomach is not the be-all and end-all. Because it can play a protective role, especially if you've had, there's a few people who are unwell at the moment. And a good amount of subcutaneous fat can really help if you are, um, if you are unwell, you know, the body will draw on it. Uh, it's less metabolically active and it's a normal buffer system for excess energy intake. This is the abdominal muscle wall here in the middle. So the subcutaneous fat sits on the outside of, the, of that wall and double one. I'm going to share with you in a minute why that's important to keep that strong. But interestingly enough, visceral belly fat's the first to go in weight loss. It accumulates with stress. It surrounds the organs of the body, and that's what makes it so dangerous. Is because it surrounds the organs of the body, and it's a predictor of metabolic syndrome. So if you've got issues with your metabolism, it's more insulin resistant, which means that you plays havoc with your blood sugar levels. 
um, and it releases high amounts of pre-inflammatory uh, cytokines. And this is really important, um, especially in fighting viruses, just quietly. <laughs> so that's what the difference between visceral fat and subcutaneous fat is. And today we're focusing on visceral fat. That's what we're going to be focusing on um, to ensure that you're holding. I'm just going to turn my aircon. I just got very hot in here. There we go. Um, so that's what we're going to be focusing on today. Let me switch this off so I can get out from underneath it. <laughs> All right. Let's look at um, the what I call the four S's of visceral fat loss. And again, um, it's important that you visceral fat loss that you're not focusing on restrictive eating and you're not focusing on intensive exercise because it's not going to shift it in the long term. Um, and you, if you're placing your body under more stress by doing that, um, it will slow that process down. So the four, four S's, number one is less stress. So visceral fat is really brought about by stress, overproduction of cortisol. So cortisol cues your body to store fat as a survival me uh, uh, mechanism. Now, how does that happen? You're under stress. Your body naturally will produce cortisol and adrenaline when you the flight, fight and freeze response. You've heard me talk about this before. But that's an energy system. Now, we need cortisol to wake us up in the morning. It's what wakes us up. It's what gets us out of bed. We need some cortisol in order to achieve um, you know, a lot of cortisol when you are studying for an exam or you're, you're setting goals that are higher than normal or you're, you're really working, you know, to step outside your comfort zone. So it's a normal process. have to have some forms of cortisol. But what happens is when we're under stress and we continue to stay under stress is that the cortisol, because it creates energy, uh, hangs on to that energy and lays it down as fat in case you need it later on. So our body, remember, is always working with us. So especially the last two years when we've been under, um, you know, severe uh, what we call, you know, low-grade stress and anxiety. We're not quite sure what's going to happen next. You know, the mainstream media, blah, 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 blah about fear. Um, you're living in that heightened state. Our studies have shown that long periods of stress can make your body and brain feel depleted, plus that, so causing you also to, to crave sugary foods. Remember, your body's always working with you. So if you're under a lot of stress, your brain is looking for ways to release that stress and it will often reach for foods such as sugary foods or high simple carbohydrate foods because of the dopamine it creates, which is that calming dopamine. That's so why, you know, two years ago when this all started, that everybody went home and created, um, had, you know, baked bread and baked cakes because we were, our brain was trying to make sense of it all. So that stress, as I mentioned before, gets laid down as visceral belly fat because you're not getting rid of it. Plus then if you're eating sugary foods on top of that to kind of release the stretch or having wine or, you know, not dealing with it in some um, physical form, it just stays there because the, the body wants you to do something. Your body's trying to protect you. So number one is it, it, when releasing visceral fat is to look at your stress levels. And look at ways in which you can manage those stress levels. Of course, we use EFT or meditation here um, that can really help you lower that stress. But being mindful of it. I think for a lot of women, 
we live with this low grade stress and anxiety and we forget about it. And I was talking to a client yesterday about this. I said, you know, I, I have a feeling you're you're internalizing your stress because you're the type of person that just gets on with things. And and she kind of went, oh, yeah, actually, I think you're right. I think that's what I do do. So we're internalizing it. Our body's an amazing, amazing thing. All right, number two on, on the four uh, S's of visceral fat loss, there's four of them I'm going to share with you. Uh, number one is more sleep. And I think for women over 50, I've mentioned this heaps of times before, sleep is a really big issue for many women only because we've gotten so used to waking up for babies and then waking up for teenagers and, of course, then going for menopause and perimenopause when often we're waking up, we're hot, sweaty. So, And it's not the quantity of sleep we're looking at all. We're actually looking at the quality the number of cycles you go through, you have about a 90-minute cycle um, that you go through, and we're looking at about five of those cycles per night. Um, so you're not going to be in that deep sleep all night. You're going to come out of it, and then you're going to go back into it. It's the cycles that we're looking at. So if you're not getting those good cycles of sleep, you're actually not getting that deep sleep. Um, researchers have found that people on restricted sleep, they did a study where they had a, a group of people who ate enormous amount of, a, normal, a normal amount of calories and had normal sleep patterns. And then they had people where they restricted their sleep and by, by waking them up. And they found that they had that, that restricted sleep group, even though they had the same amount of calories, had up to 9% increase in belly fat and an 11% increase in a healthy belly visceral fat so that shows you that when you are not getting a good night's sleep it's going to lay down as visceral belly fat and the other thing about that is that when you're not getting enough sleep um, you become leptin resistant in other words uh, your body isn't I'll talk a little bit a bit more in a minute but um, you when you're tired um, you, ha you have a tendency to want to eat more sugary, simple carbohydrate foods. And on top of all that, leptin, which is the hormone, your hormone that lets you know when you're full, doesn't work properly. In other words, and ghrelin is, the, is your um, hormone that tells you when you're hungry. And when you're not getting enough sleep, it's like those two flip and you'll feel hungrier and you will go, you, you'll be searching for foods, the leptin doesn't work as correctly, and so you'll be eating more. And as I said, when you're tired, you know yourself, when you're tired, it's very difficult you're going to reach for sort of really healthy foods. You want foods that are going to make you feel, you know, <laughs> happy. <laughs> so you want fast, fast-acting sugars. And of course, again, that lays it down as visceral belly fat. All right, let's talk the next one. And this is really a passion of mine at the moment, as you know, less sugar and seed oils. Now, studies have shown that those eating more sugar tend to have more visceral fat in causing insulin resistance. In other words, you're, you're, you're not, your insulin isn't working properly and promotes weight gain and diabetes. Um, so you couple that with not enough, with being stressed, not enough sleep, and you're adding sugar and seed oils on top of that then you're, you're, the, that visceral belly fat, it's like a, it's like a perfect storm. Um, 
and eating uh, trans fats and processed food over the long term eventually lead again to that leptin resistance. Now, I've done a couple of shows on seed oils. Stay away from them. Stay away from them. They are they are the more studies now coming up about how these seed oils we call them vegetable oils, but they're not sunflower oil, safflower oil, um, uh, any of those types of oil, um, fruit high, and as well as high fructose corn syrup, those types of things. The body doesn't know what to do with it. They're manufactured. You're far better to stick to good quality fats because that's the other thing about um, about um, visceral fat is that you actually need good quality fats. You know, I came out of that era, as many of you will be, I'm sure, if you're sort of over 50, where it was all low fat in the 80s and the early 90s because that was just so wrong, so wrong. Um, we actually need fat. So avocados, olive oil, avocado oil, coconut oil, um, uh, oily fish, um, nuts, seeds, those type of things we actually need, like none of them seeds, I mean real seeds, <laughs> not that safflower oil stuff, um, you know, and, and they call them vegetable oils to sell them. They're not vegetable oils. Sunflower's not a vegetable. Neither is safflower. That just, you know, the marketing that went into that, I mean, if, if, if you go back to a couple of shows, I might put a link down below, a couple of shows ago I did about industrial seed oils trust me you'll never buy fish and chips again <laughs> i just say or any of those takeaway foods when you know what's in those oils and the impact on your body really really bad for you and especially as we age because we've also been used to it we've eaten them for so long um so i'm going to get on now to how you fix all this but i do want to tell you about the challenge we've got coming up next week starts on Monday. The tummy tone was called blast belly fat, but I'm not allowed to use that apparently. I don't know. I don't get it. It goes against community standards. Tummy toned. We're going to help you tone your tummy, blast that visceral fat. Next week, we've got a five-day um, challenge to help you do that. Now, in the five-day challenge, what you're going to do is you're going to get an exercise a day plus a strategy a day. Remember, this is not just about exercise, but we're going to build, and I'll tell you in a minute why that's so important, be building your uh, muscle mass, why it's so important, it's critical, in fact, um, and how it helps release that visceral fat. So we're going to be doing that, as I said. Let me just get this up. I'm going to put the link in the um, in the uh, comments. Um, that'll be fun. It'll be just fun. We've got five days. I'm going to, you get a video a day. As I said, you get a strategy a day. Um, and you can, and we're just going to get, let's get started after Easter. Let's, let's just kind of do this, you know. I don't know about you. We had a wonderful Easter, but we've had a month of it. My, my kids uh, arrived from Canada exactly a month ago. We've had a month of lots of wonderful food, lots of wonderful alcohol, lots of wonderful chocolate. And you know what's really interesting? As a side note, what I noticed is that because we weren't eating well, uh, you know, normal. I was, I'd sort of, we did intermittent fasting for a little while, but mostly not. My my um, daughter's partner's phenomenal cook, and he was making his brilliant different breakfast. Uh, and so we missed out having my green smoothie. Um, I missed out having a whole heap of that kind of normal type of eating. That it compounded, which was I found it really extraordinary. It, the more I moved away from what I would normally have, the more I wanted sugar and. Um, we were having, you know, like it was like 501, whether it was 301 or, you know, glass of wine with lunch. 
we were having way more alcohol during the week than we normally do. And all good alcohol, mind you, because we visited so many wonderful wineries when we were in Melbourne. But uh, it's amazing how it builds. So this next week, what we'll be doing is getting back to basics and, and showing you the best exercises that you can do. And I'm going to share with you why. And before I move on, a great big shout out to our um, sponsor, Naz Cosmetics. Check them out. Totally non-toxic. Another thing, making sure your skin um, stays amazing. Um, and, and I do want another do another um, thing for this uh, collagen, this beauty-focused collagen. I've been taking this now for about 45 days. I've got another 45 days to go. Do you know what I noticed in my today? My hands. My hands are less wrinkly. I have, um, you know, that very kind of uh, um, English skin. My skin and my hair is growing. And uh, so let me know um, if you want to know more about that collagen because it's just brilliant. And I've taken collagen like a lot. I've taken all sorts of different collagen. This is the best I've ever taken. Absolutely brilliant. All right, let's talk about let's talk about more strength and uh, a little bit more about the challenge. <clears throat> So strong core muscles are not just about the way you look. Now, I've been, um, you know, as a fitness instructor, um, I started my, began my career in 1980. I had a gap in the middle of 10 years when um, we had autism enter our lives. So I've always stayed relatively strong and, and healthy. And as I've aged, the way that I exercise has changed dramatically and can I tell you focusing on my core has been exceptionally powerful when it comes to how you age I was standing in an event would have been a month ago it was a networking event I was at and I just noticed how many women were not standing tall I mean they're not I'm five foot one so I'm not tall but there were so many women who were kind of hunched over and and sort of sat into their hips, if, I, if that makes sense, kind of sat into their hips. Makes you look old, number one, and shorter, <laughs> number two. And interestingly enough, my sisters and I all measured ourselves when we were in Melbourne because we we're all about the same height. One of my sisters is a bit taller. And I'm the only one that hasn't decreased in size, like height. And I put that down to strong core muscles. It's exceptionally important. Let me know if this is an area you know you have weakness in because what I'm going to show you is why this is so important. The core is where all movement is initiated. It's the source of your body's deepest powers. It also determines whether you move freely with ease or whether you're weighed down by aches and pains. And as we age, this is critical. It's critical. Now, we've just moved. On top of everything else we did in this month, <laughs> got straight back from Melbourne and away where we moved. Can I tell you, we were shifting boxes, packing up, down, you know, whatever, up, down, in and out. We moved to a smaller apartment in the same building. But, and normally I've got to be very protective of my back and it's fine. Well, part of it's the collagen, I'm pretty sure. But the other thing is the strength of my abdominals is that it's critically important when you age that you have strong abdominals. It's because that's where most of our back issues come from is weak abdominals. The other thing about having strong abdominals is it enhances your stability and balance. 
So again, makes all activities easier, and helps prevent falls. We, we're lifting things all the time without really even thinking about it. You know, just the groceries in and out of the car. Or, uh, as I said, we're shifting boxes. Um, many years ago, I remember I was uh, teaching fitness class and I was, I was uh, had a nurse in the class. And um, she was telling me that nurses in particular end up with terrible lower back issues. And she said, the problem is, is they're always lifting patients. You know, they've probably changed a lot now. Workplace and health is probably health. Workplace health and safety has probably changed over the years. But she was saying that you could just do it. She said you can reach into the freezer and pull out a tub of ice cream and your back will go. It's that it's not, not necessarily what you're doing. So it's that weakness. So um, it's incredibly important to build that core strength. As I said, it, it helps with your posture and also helps you just to um, to to um, uh, uh, protection again. Uh, start again, Sally. Help protect against injury for your lower back. So if you've got lower back issues, you need to be focusing on your core strength, and that's what we're going to be doing next week in that challenge. More abdominal strength helps ramp up in your metabolism. You saw, let me get that video, that slide up again. Let me show you again. So see here, there's the visceral fat sits behind the abdominal muscle wall and the subcutaneous um, fat sits in front of it. If you've got stronger abdominals, what you're going to be doing is building the metabolism, which basically means you're going to be burning more calories because that's what metabolism is and it's created in your muscles. So you want to be focusing on looking at how you can ramp up that metabolism to ensure that you are, you know, whatever you're doing, you're getting better results because you've got more muscle there. Um, and as I said, um, it reclaims your posture. So you move effortlessly throughout the day and you actually will just look a few kilos lighter. Do it. If, if you don't believe me, do it. Go stand in a mirror when the show's over. <laughs> and look, when you're standing tall and your abdominal muscles are strong, you so, so between your hips and under the breasts, you lift up and just look at how different you look. Just look at how different you look when you are standing strong and tall. And again, that's what we're going to be talking about all next week is how to retain that posture because every exercise you do must have an element of posture, form, flexibility, and posture. Must have that. Uh, so don't do a gazillion crunches if you are not holding your body in a way that builds that um, strength and posture. Um, now, we all know, too, for us, estrogen promotes the storage of fat for healthy reproductive years. And when there's little, too little or too much estrogen, weight gain often results. So if you really are struggling, it would be idea to go get your estrogen levels checked. However, I do want to say this, that oftentimes uh, as we age in our 50s, We've eaten the same way we always used to eat. And uh, you, it, there's no way with this lowering of estrogen and our just lack of you know, movement because you're not running after kids anymore or, you know, going to the gym and doing stupid things <laughs> um, for an hour a day, that you're, you're actually your, your metabolic output is less. So estrogen also adds to that. It's not to be used as an excuse. Get your estrogen levels checked. 
But remember that in order to release that visceral belly fat, you need to be eating foods that are low glycemic. So you need to eat lots of fruits, um, vegetables, leafy green vegetables. So lower that blood sugar level, which also contains fiber. Uh, you need to be eating oily fish. You need to be eating lots of protein. Most women, most women do not eat enough protein. So you need to be really upping that protein levels um, and, and ensuring that you're getting a good quality protein, at least for those meals. But I'd also want to talk about um, intermittent fasting. This was a great study done in 2016 that showed that four weeks of fasting, now this was either 12-12 or 16-8, reduced total body weight, body mass index and waist circumference, prevented metabolic disorders that were common in old women. This, this study was done in older women and showed that fasting it was really essential in helping reducing visceral belly fat. And as I said, you know, fasting is just reduces inflammation. Let me know if you, you fast because can I tell you that that's one thing that I found that just absolutely is brilliant for um, reducing that visceral belly fat. So once again, if you would like to join us uh, on the, um, I'll get it up in a minute. There we go. If you would like to join us, it's in the chat on the Tummy Tone uh, Challenge next week. We start on Monday, five days of the best exercises that you can do. Trust me, 40 years doing this. I know the right ones to do and the wrong ones, and I'm not going to waste your time, plus a tip a day to help you really reduce that visceral belly fat. So you can get back on track after Easter uh, and, and really start to feel stronger, leaner and lighter. So that again, um, join me on that. Um, let me just get this showing up. Join me on the Tummy Tone uh, Challenge, five days, started next week. Doesn't cost you anything to join. The link is in the chat, as I mentioned, and uh, I'd love to support you. We're gonna have a great deal of fun on this. Um, so let me know. Um, if you'd like to join us, click on that link. I think it's just sitting in the comments. Yeah, it's just in the comments. And um, I'd love to have you join us next week on the Tummy Tone. Let's blast that visceral belly fat. Shall we? Let's get a start on it and uh, and to feel stronger, leaner and lighter because you know what? You deserve it. Okay, thanks, everybody. I'll see you next week. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.